whole uh, experience of you know this new day, spiritual awakenings. And now we're going to talk about dreams. New dreams. Did you know when you came to Christ that there were different aspects of life that would be radically different than just living on this planet? Things are going to be different. And this is, this is one of those things. God has designed you in such a way uh, that you live in a material world and as a human being in your physical body and that there are dreams that are part of that process and that applies to everyone. And then there's some new dreams, new dreams that will be part of this. So that's what we're going to get into. So let's talk about that. Dreams as a natural process, we have the brain action uh, during sleep, and that's just a normal going, it's been going on since you were in the womb, and you had those, you would have, your brain's processing what's going on with your body and the environment and, and piecing all those things together, categorizing things, putting things in places in the brain so it can react and, and um, connect with the world around it. So you've got that going on, and whenever you sleep, you have a chance for your body to recover, to refresh itself, to find uh, new ways, new pathways for different things to work in your brain and your body. It's regenerating different aspects. And so all through your life, it's finding ways to, wow, you know, we need some more capillaries over here. Let's get the blood flow going over there. Uh, the stress is taking you out on this side and your brain is adapting and putting things where, it need, where they need to go, you have that going all the time. So during sleep, it's really going to town with that. If you don't sleep for a period of time, then you can begin to uh, hallucinate, have paranoia, and some people die. It just goes on for so long. One of the things that bothers me, and this will be for all the medical community, and not only them, some some other things as well. So... Isn't it awesome to have a doctor who's on a 36-hour shift? Now just think about that. You're hour 35 when you show up. That dude's not so bright then. If you stayed up for that long, how, how, how are you doing? So I think they need to revamp. Part of that's because of some military experience that I had, and I went, this is dumb. You know, we have our fingers on triggers of things that can really mess up the world, and you're making us go without sleep because we need it. Physically, we need it, and then we're refreshed, and then we're good to go, and we can we just do so much better. I think everybody that went to SDR is in need of a nap. <laughs> After all, all that, and the, you know, the beds are awesome. So you're just going, I, I could use some sleep. But... We, our excuse is the Lord is speaking to us, so you know we can. It's a spiritual thing. All right, so dreams is a natural process. That's part of it, but we can get to a place where we think, "Well, I, I've got to make this happen." You know, where's God in this whole deal? So sleep. This is from Psalm four, and it's just, you know, how do you how do you sleep like a baby? In peace, I will lie down and sleep for you alone, O Lord will keep me safe. 
No, it's supposed to be the government. It's supposed to be the locks on my doors. It's supposed to be the smoke alarm. It's supposed to be, you know, all, we got all kinds of things that we think are going to give us that. And those are all nice, but nothing like this. This is from the Lord. In peace, I will lie down and sleep. And so there's comfort. The psalmist is saying, I just trusting the Lord. And he's going to work through those processes in my brain. And I need those things to work right so the rest of me works right. And then I can be better for the people around me and the world I live in. So that's, a, that's good. And there's God's grace in sleep from Psalm 127. In vain you get up early and stay up late, working hard to have enough food. Yes, he gives sleep to the one he loves. So God's involved in this. God is involved in the whole sleep business. And it's great that we have uh, sleep centers, sleep mattresses. We have sleep uh, people, you know, sleep apnea. We got machines to help people sleep. I mean, there are all kinds of tools to help with that. That's the physical side of this sleep thing. But some of it is we get so stressed trying to make our world work, our lives work, that that's what Psalm 127 is saying. God He'll give you sleep. It also is translated as he will give you what you need in your sleep. So he provides other things. So a farmer plants the crop and he stays up until it produces. No, he can sleep. Why? Because God is growing the crops coming on and then there's time for harvest. He's not worried all night. Not like the rest of us about, oh my gosh, the economy and who's in office and the world over there on the other side of the ocean. And so we need to stay awake because staying awake solves all those problems, as you know. Uh, No, it doesn't. And God Almighty says, you need your sleep. I built you to do this. One third of your life is supposed to be spent here. And there's a reason for that. He has some things that he wants to do physically, how he's designed us. We need that sleep so that we are going to be fresh. We're not going to be irritable. We're not going to be short with people. It's all the the things that go into that. Another kind of dream is as a hopeful reality. Dreams as a hopeful reality. And those are... Us looking into the future, looking around us, looking for something different. So it's intentional imagining and planning. We have dreams about what could be. And, and we're looking out at, at the future and what is unfolding in, in the world around us or for the people around us or the business we're in or the country we live in, all those kind of things. So dreams is a, ho- a hopeful reality. And you know this one, intentional hope. So Martin Luther King Jr. had a speech back in 1963, and he says, I have a dream. And that's, a, that's that hopeful. He's looking forward to something to change, that, that the way that people were interacting in America would change. And that's the dream that he, he announces at that point. We have those dreams, the people around us have those dreams, and that's an aspect of what we are supposed to do is in this planning, we're looking at the world around us, God has something in in mind for us, and 
sometimes. So we physically we need to trust God for the dream, the sleep cycle that our bodies need. We, we need that, get our brains reset and our bodies refreshed. We need that side. But we also need the dreams of, of hope. There's a, um, a, lot of, a lot of these things have happened, but during Vietnam, there was a soldier, prisoner of war, held captive, suffering like everyone else, but he lost hope. And the witnesses observed that they couldn't help him because the hope was gone. And in a short amount of time, he's dead. Just no hope. You have to keep dreaming, even if you're in a prisoner of war situation. You keep hoping, and it keeps your body going, and you keep moving forward best you can. Or in that case, he passed away. But the intentional hope, we're looking for something future. We're looking to see what it is that is out there. And in this sense, because we're talking about this new day in Christ we have a different way of approaching those dreams. And it's hard to do. I mean, just on the physical side, if you're talking about, I can't sleep, I'm having a difficult time, you may turn to these verses and go, God, I know you're in charge of sleep and that you will come alongside. But often the first choice is I'm going to call my doctor and get an appointment at the sleep center so I can have my sleep evaluated. And that's nice, but a first step ought to be talking to the Father in heaven who says, I designed it, and I might be able to help you with this. And if the sleep center is the next step, then let's do that. If not, let's see what I can do. Because it may be another direction. Along with that, so we have these dreams, and we're hopeful, we're looking at the future, and we're doing our planning. In a similar way, even as followers of Christ, we're living in a new day. We are new creatures in Christ, and we will look at our dreams and say, it's my dream, my dream, my way, my thing. This is what I'm looking for. If you're getting through school and you're coming up on graduation and you go, it's my college, my future, my job, my income, my... And God Almighty is saying, now what? I have given you new life, new life in Christ, and a new way to do this. New way to sleep physically. New dreams for hope, the planning, to look out at what's coming. Here's a... um, Paul's dream as he's talking about going to Spain. Paul's dream, he just he wants to get all the way over there. This is from Romans 15. I am planning to go to Spain. And this is, he's writing this to the Roman church. People, he hasn't been to Rome yet either. And when I do, I will stop off in Rome. And after I've enjoyed your fellowship for a little while, you can provide for my journey. So that's his plan. He wants to get further. He he. He's going to make a stop in Rome, and then he's out of there. And he didn't know about what God had in mind, the way God was going to get him there with you know, getting arrested and shipwreck and all that to get him to, to Rome. But his dream was to get all the way to Spain. And a lot of that has to do with the direction that God had from the get-go when the nations divided all the way back at the Tower of Babel, and they went all the way to Tarshish. So that's Spain. 
And Paul says, I want to get, I want to cover all these nations. I want to see that all these nations hear about the gospel. They hear about Jesus. They hear about the good news. They want to, uh, he wanted them to know what the future held, what, what was coming. And so his dream is, I want to get all the way to the end of this thing. And that's all the way to Spain. That's his dream. So here's a dream that, that has to do with the kingdom of God, God's purposes, what God is trying to work out for the peoples of the world. And he's doing that uh, with people. He's using his people, his followers, to accomplish his purposes. And that's where the dreams come in. So a dream, a hopeful dream, that is different from a personal, earthly plan. This is, what is God doing? Where is God headed? Why do I need to go all the way to the end of the Mediterranean? That's a long way in those days. Long way. But I got to get there because that is the end. That's the, those are the nations represented that when they rebelled and from babbled from all the way back there. And Paul is just accomplishing what God has desired for the people of the world to reach as many as he can. So that's his dream. And uh, dreams of a new reality in First Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 10. And they speak, and these people talking about Thessalonians, of how you are looking forward to the coming of God's Son from heaven, Jesus, whom God raised from the dead. There's a dream of a new reality, a new, new beginning, new eternity. So what's on the other side of this? These people worship different gods. They had different ideas of what happens at death, what happened after death. They're not coming at that with an American view or Western European perspective. They are coming at this from whatever God ideas they had with them at the time. And so now they've got this new anticipation of what God is doing, that there is one true God, that's huge, that Jesus is the way, that's huge. They turn from following other gods to turn to Jesus, and they want to follow him. Now they're looking forward to, that's their dream, of uh, Jesus coming from the heavens, and he's the one who was raised from the dead. So it underscores there's truth, there's reality. This is powerful. He's really going to come. So we've got that dream. So we've got the dreams that are physical material that apply to us. There are dreams that are plans, and we're looking out at making decisions about where do we go, how do we, how do we live our lives, what's important in, in this life. And, and the question we all have to ask is, do I, do I check with God first on any of the dreams, any kind of dream, or do I go first with my gut feeling, what I've always known and do it the way I've always done it? Is there something that God has in mind that I need to know about sleeping physically, when I lay my head down at night, and is there something I need to know from the Lord above about the plans I'm making for my days, weeks, months, years ahead? I need to know that. I, I need to look to him. So these, this new life, this new day, this being new in Christ includes new dreams. Next one, dreams as a supernatural connection. Dreams as a supernatural connection. This is... Uh, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is interacting with us during sleep. And if we're not sleeping, if we're not looking to Him, 
that is going to be interrupted, it's going to be bothered, it's going to be all over the place, and, and God wants to have access in ways that we can't even imagine. And when we're sleeping, we're a little more relaxed. We're not fighting him. And, and when he's impressing something upon us, we're not quickly going, nope, I'm busy. I got other things to think about. It's in those moments that we can receive it and, and receive it in a, in a better way. So this is how God communicates, Job, thir- uh, Job, Job 33, uh, 14 to 15. Uh, For God speaks again and again, though people do not recognize it. He speaks in dreams and visions. Whoa, dreams and visions of the night when deep sleep falls on people as they lie in their beds. So has God spoken to you and you didn't recognize it? You don't know, because you didn't recognize it. See that how that works? He speaks again and again. You're asleep. He's speaking, and he has something to say, and he is directing, providing uh, maybe answers to things that are going on in your life, or want, wanting to broaden what you are doing with your life what you're thinking about and moving it into the broader kingdom the kingdom of God and what he's trying to do so it would take it further than just what you care about to what God cares about so that you know kind of shifts things around a little bit God's God speaks again and again though people do not recognize it and it doesn't mean that they always don't recognize it or that you don't recognize it there are you know times and and you can practice this so that you are more attentive to him when he is speaking guiding and giving you some direction some of the dreams will be in picture form and that gives you a bit of guidance and it may require some uh, comparing some of those images with things from scripture that that's always a good place to look he may give it to you in, in words or in a story, a narrative that kind of flows through a dream. And if you remember it, you can write it down and kind of work with it. Other times, he's just giving you information. And often, it will be to encourage you, to let you know that you are loved, that you are safe in his arms. He's trying to communicate to you things that are important to him. And there may be times he's, he's sending you a message that says, don't, don't do it. In fact, when you read through this section in Job, you find out that he will send these terrors to keep you from driving off the, the bridge that's out. And he can give you a heads up on some things that are coming. And like you're about to make a decision, and he knows it's going to be a horrible one. And he's trying to get you to t- take a turn. And he sends you a dream, and you may wake up and go, you know, I kind of feel like maybe I shouldn't take that job or I shouldn't go that direction or hang out with that person or go on this trip. And then you go, eh, it's just a feeling. So you go, and then the bus crashes. It's a good trip. So you have God speaking in a variety of ways trying to move us in a direction that he can wrap his arms around us and say, I am so proud of you because you're going in the, in the 
way of life. You're going in this new direction that is so filled with his grace and his truth and his love. And he just, he wants you to know that. He wants you to know that he's there for you, that he supplies, just like these other Psalms said. And he does that in your sleep. And you can read through the scriptures and find it too, but he also does it in your sleep and God speaks to you. So here's some of the new things. God's spirit will bring dreams and visions for God's people. This is from Acts chapter 2. And it is so cool. So this is, Jesus has has risen from the dead. He's been around 40 days and he's departed. That's in the first chapter of Acts. So he's taken off, gone to heaven, be with the Father. And he says, stick around until the Holy Spirit comes. So all of his friends are hanging out, praying, and the Holy Spirit comes. That's in Acts chapter 2. So when that all happens, Peter stands up to explain the Holy Spirit and how these people are reacting to it which has got quite a crowd going because they're questioning the behaviors of these people. And he says, this is what was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. She's got a whole series of things that are going to unfold. It's new. It's for everybody, young, old, men, women, children. Everybody is going to have this new thing. All those who belong to Christ are going to have new dreams because he's going to give you dreams. And you can tell me, I don't have dreams. I don't never have dreams. And I don't have dreams like that. Well, okay. I will take your word for it. However, I'm also going to take God's word for it, that he gives dreams to his people, and that the Holy Spirit has come, and that he is available to give us dreams and visions, communicating his love, his direction, instructions for life, instructions on how to read the scriptures, or encouragement to get into the book and learn more about him. A, a drawing from the Holy Spirit saying, come near, come come close. And then we wake up in the morning, have our coffee and go, I could get close to God, but I got a lot of other things I need to do. And that's what's on my mind. So I think I'll do that. And I'll be really busy with that all day long. And then I'm so exhausted at night, I don't have time for that. I will move on to my, oh, I'll try to sleep, but I can't sleep because I'm thinking about all my stuff. So now I don't sleep well either. And God in heaven is going, I've given you sleep, physical sleep. I've given you new dreams. I'm trying to communicate in your sleep. Will you not listen? I am providing for you a new way to live. And it changed. So a lot of this was going on before Jesus, but this is after the Holy Spirit came. So we walk with Jesus. He sends the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's alive in us, and then he wants to communicate to us from God what's going on from heaven to give us direction on how to live well his way on earth. It's just cool. And we can push it away, and we can shut it down, but it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It doesn't mean that it's not available. All of this, all of the dreams that are available in 
and what God has intended and what he's trying to work in us and where he wants to take us with all of this into this whole new life because we're new creatures in Christ. And he's providing some a new way of looking at it and a new way of responding to it, a new way of experiencing him. And some of that may just be a part of our process of learning and and practicing going okay i see it in the scriptures maybe i haven't experienced it exactly like that but god's got he's saying there's something here so i'm going to be open to that i'm just going to wait and see what he does and uh, invite him to come and and do it however he wants to do that so that's that's in acts two we get another uh, part of how this works when you get over to, to Acts 16 this is the the process of determining wh- where are we headed with this thing where's the how, do, how does it work so Paul's trying to get to uh, follow his mission as he's going from town to town and people to people to, to make the gospel known start churches in different places and as he's doing that the Holy Spirit is saying okay don't go here don't go to this town stop turn around go back now goes straight over to, and he winds up in Troas, and there he has a dream. And it's in the dream that the man from Macedonia appears to him, and it's that dream that leads Paul and the mission team to cross over and go into Europe, and that's the first time that the people in Europe are getting exposed to the gospel as he goes over and tells them about Jesus and shows up in Philippi. So it's a dream that leads them to cross over. And so in our modern, modern day, I just think about that. Uh, I'm going to travel all over the place, and we're kind of stuck because it seemed like God didn't want us to take this turn or go to that town or things didn't work out. And just so you go to sleep and you wake up and go, hey, I had a dream. Y'all need to pack up and we're going to go over, we need to find a boat so we can go over the ocean and go to the other side. And how many people are going to go, yeah, now that's a good idea. You had a dream. Remember those burritos we ate last night? Maybe. That's a, that's a long trip. It's expensive. I don't know. We're not likely to listen. We will listen to people's feelings, opinions, uh, all kinds of things, you know, just past experiences, because people, you know, that's how we all make decisions. And it's just, an, it's just here's this weird God thing, and that's the one we're going to go. Nah, not so much. You know, a dream thing. I, I'm not really open to that. I'm open to all these other things. You just make it up out of your, out of your head, but, or somebody told you down at the Walmart. That's good. We'll, we'll do it. Somebody mentioned something. We just do that. And God Almighty gives dreams. And you go, ah. you know, it's getting a little weird out there, buddy. We need to shut this down. We need to be more reasonable. We need to think it through. And I'm suggesting we maybe don't need to. We need to maybe listen to him be more reasonable when it comes to eternal things by listening to what the scripture says, what the Holy Spirit leads us to do, and there may be dreams involved. There may be dreams, there may be visions. He may actually show up and do exactly what he said he does. 
And he's not done yet. He hasn't come back. Jesus isn't here. We've got a lot more of this to come. And this, is, this goes from the time the Holy Spirit came till the time Jesus comes back. And we're in that time. Not done yet. So it's available for all of us. So what? Natural dreams. God has designed your body for sleep, and dreams are necessary for your physical, mental, and spiritual health. Need that. There are supernatural dreams, hopeful dreams. One of them's coming up, hopeful dreams. God has opened an expansive vista of kingdom possibilities for you to dream about. There are things God is trying to accomplish and those somehow in the mix of our lives, as busy as they are with all the responsibilities we have, God says, I'm trusting you that somehow in your life you're going to consider what I am concerned about, the kingdom. It's pretty clear in Matthew 6.33, seek first that kingdom. And, of course, we can set that aside most of the time. You notice that? Because we got really important stuff to do and he's saying no really if you do that i will bring you what you need that's the rest of the verse seek first i will bring you what you need we're going nope i will get what i need i will seek your stuff however it fits in interesting approach isn't it And he's inviting us to come experience this fullness. And it includes this area of dreams. God has opened an expansive vista of kingdom possibilities. No matter how old we are, no matter how young we are, no matter what our situation is in this world, he's giving us an opportunity to be part of it, to be part of what he's doing in this world. And he's not leaving any of us out. We can all participate in this. It's something for us to dream about. So we add that into the list of intentionally thinking, planning, asking, seeking to see what he has to say about it. Then supernatural dreams. God speaks to you in your dreams so you know he's there, he cares for you, and what he has for you next. There's so much more in this life and in the life to come. And he wants you to know that, and he will often, besides what he's given us in Scripture, and you'll hear from other, in, in teaching in a variety of ways, but also in your dreams. So he will speak to you directly, and you will find hope, hope for tomorrow, hope for 10,000 years from today. All of it. And he is providing all of that in, these, in, the, in this mixture of dreams. But we get to experience it because we are new in Christ in a way that no one else has been able to. They just haven't been introduced to the Spirit in this way. The Spirit has spoken and, and, the, and God has revealed himself, manifested himself in a number of ways and in dreams. You just read through the Old Testament and it's there. But this is all y'all. Everybody, young, old, men and women, everybody. That's different. Not just prophets, not just a handful of people, everybody. So if you haven't tried it before, look for him in dreams. If your sleep is questionable, ask him to help. Ask him for direction. It may mean going to a sleep center 
It may mean he's got something else in mind that just would solve that problem. He may have a dream for you that fulfills what it is in your life that gives you purpose and meaning and a place in what he is doing here on this planet at this time. And he wants you to have that dream in your heart and you get to pursue that. It's just pretty awesome all that he wants to do. And he has for us in this new day of spiritual awakenings. Let's pray. Father, thank you for loving us, giving us a chance to know you, to experience you, you, whether we're awake or asleep, and that you are with us always, even to the end of the age. Lord, we look forward to hearing from you. I do pray, Lord, for those who are struggling with physical sleep, that you would give them uh, the path that they need to follow to get good rest, to be refreshed, to be able to function fully in this physical body. I pray for those looking for purpose and direction that you would give them that dream, the dream that you have for them. And I pray for the, for the nighttime visitations uh, where you speak in dreams and that people would know that they, they've been spoken to in the past, but may they know, Lord, that you are speaking to them now. And I thank you for this time together. And it is in the powerful and wonderful name of Jesus we pray. Amen.